0: Gardner on with us, the president of uh, Rose Rock Habitat for Humanity. Welcome back, Randy. Thank you. Good to be here. Been a minute, man. We haven't got to it catch up in been. a while. yeah, yeah. Glad you're back. And then L. Schroyer is the vice president of donor and community engagement. I don't think we've had you on before, have no, we? No,
1: it's my first time.
0: Nice. We used to, Um, it was really cool. I lived right down the street from the ReStore. And I don't know, about once or twice a month we'd go in there. And it's just, it's always amazing to see the hard work that goes in randy all the behind the scenes things that i don't think people realize it happened every single day there it's uh
2: it's cool yeah it's a, it's a lot of work and you know we're, we're trying to meet the need of the community and uh we're always constantly evolving and changing and you know what that makes us a little bit different is you know a lot of traditional stores buy their stock and they always know what they're going to get in every time but uh with us uh we never know what we're going to get in uh and so it's always a different item coming in, and that creates a challenge trying to price stuff too, right? And trying to find the, <laughs> the right right uh, fit for the community and stuff like that while still trying to support our mission. So
0: It's really cool. It's really cool. And then we, we've got a really cool event that has become an annual tradition, and that's the Common Ground Coffee Festival that is, oh gosh, March is this weekend. This Saturday from 9 a.m. Right. to 4, Cleveland County Fairground in Norman. Um, Al, tell us all about it. What's the Common Ground Coffee Festival?
1: Yeah, it's a one of our fundraisers. Um, We bring the community out. And I think that's also another thing that sets us apart is just the opportunity to have an event that is accessible to everybody. So we invite the entire community, Um, you know, it's 10 bucks to get in, but then you get samples, you get to meet all the local um, companies and um, coffee vendors and artists and uh, book vendors and um, just all the sorts of things. We partner with the Pioneer Library, so it's very family friendly. Um, we're also going to be advertising. Uh, we do a disc golf tournament instead of a uh, golf tournament. Um, they're gonna all be right, there. you got my attention. <laughs> they're going to be there. Uh, we've got the Norman Youth uh, Disc Golf Association that's going to be putting on a clinic, um, and then our partners with uh, Revo—they do disc golf apparel um, and plan the event. They'll be out there um, talking about our plans for next year. So, um, yeah, it's a ton of fun. Uh, um,
2: man. And for car enthusiasts, last oh, year we yeah. had the Canadian River Cruisers out there for the first time, and they're coming back again this year. And uh, as long as you give them coffee, they love to come show their cars. so <laughs> We're golden.
1: <laughs> yeah, we are golden. And this year, they're actually they do like the longest car, shortest car, tallest uh, tallest car, all those things. This year, they're going to let Randy choose oh. a, a Rose Rock Habitat <laughs> no favorite. No, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> oh <my laughs> gosh. I'm curious. Maybe he'll find a habitat color car so for those of you that are coming up for that make sure you're maybe bright blue yeah (laughs) last minute paint job well um okay
0: (laughs) now obviously we got a big event this weekend now you've piqued my interest. Disc Golf Tournament, this is the first time you guys have done this? Second. Second. Okay, how'd it go first time?
1: It was amazing. So all was ages, or
0: is it a youth event?
1: No, it's all ages. So it's actually a PDGA-sanctioned event. Oh, okay. And so that was great. We had no idea that the oh. professional players would come out of the woodwork. Heck yeah, you know, man. And so that was really our um, largest part of the fundraiser was was just the players and so very cool. we did have it on a weekend which we're still going to have it on a weekend but we're also going to have a, a corporate scramble um on the monday following the tournament um so that we can kind of do like the golf um golf tournament fundraisers that um, you normally see around town we're going to do that but with disc golf and have a lot of fun in Sweet. we're in casey right. we're
0: in well i, I just i love <laughs> here's the thing i love golf i mean i'm very addicted to golf but I equally love this golf, and it's a whole different community. It's a whole new world. It is. Um, oh yeah, but it's what I have found. Boy, I'm I'm really getting away from the coffee. Yet. But uh, what I have found is they want to give back. You yeah, know, it's they it's do. they are not fighting for mainstream, but we're kind of fighting for. Hey, listen, it's not just a bunch of crazy, uh, you know, guys with long hair or you know, it's out there getting hammered. They're out there to try to make their sport relevant show that it's real, and then also give back to the community. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I think the great thing about it was it wasn't just they came out and participated, but they were all in. I mean, yeah. they were part of the committee. They were part of the planning. They were part of the setup. They uh, kind of orchestrated to make it uh, a sanctioned event and stuff. And so it was really mm-hmm. awesome having their full buy-in. I mean, just all in. They were in. All right. Yeah. Let me get back to the now, right? <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry I got yeah. carried away. So mm-hmm. this Saturday from 9 to 4 at the fairgrounds, uh, it's it's an important event for the habitat, the Rose Rock Habitat sure. for Humanity. Why, Randy?
2: Well, we talk about that. The coffee is a very communal event, right? It's it's you have conversations and meetings over coffee, and we want to have those same conversations, but about affordable housing. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, we all know affordable housing is a huge issue for not just our community, but communities around the U.S. Uh, and actually even internationally, or whatever. And so, we want to address that, and we thought a great way to do that was to have a coffee festival. Again, like El said, accessible to. Every demographic, every group, every income, you know, you can come be a part of this because it's an affordable event and we can showcase what we do while you're having great coffee and pastries and chocolate and listen to music and, and, you know, just really enjoying the day. Um, And it's a great way for us to then raise money and awareness. I mean, that's really what it's about. We want to raise awareness so we get long term support.
1: Yeah, in addition to all the coffee vendors, we will have a presence. So we're kind of taking over the center of the the fairgrounds. Um, So our construction team will be out there. Our board members will be out there talking about volunteer opportunities um, and also how to get involved in the community. Um, And then our restore will be there doing some upcycling and then um, selling some of our swag, including um, the uh, coffee festival (laughs) T-shirts.
0: couple of things here, just real quick. I'm always looking for something to get the kids out. So, El, you kind of hit on it. Something for a little bit of everyone, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Now, the Pioneer Library um, does coffee-flavored steam projects, because it's steam now, because art's back in the STEM. <laughs> um, and then they also have the uh, Mobile Maker Mobile. Out there, Um, we'll actually have some food trucks as well. So, yeah, they're gonna be there. Um, They're there until noon. So, that's uh, for parents out there to make sure you get there before noon Um, for some story time as well. The children's books authors, book authors that are gonna be there in the morning are staying in the afternoon. So, you might be able to hit up another story time if you uh, come crowd them. A couple of them, get a (laughs) couple of them in. Yep.
0: Uh, And then let's just say somehow somebody isn't a coffee person, which I would never understand.
1: Maybe they like kombucha. We have kombucha this year. Okay, all
0: right.
2: (laughs) And then uh, we have some uh, brewers are going to be there. They're yep. bringing their coffee stouts, but they'll have some other offerings as well. We have a couple of mixed cocktails that are coming in as well. Uh, and then we have a lot of, of great uh, catering-type vendors that will come in and, and sample their food products and stuff. And, and so, tea. And tea. And
1: tea from Nosh. Yeah, and
2: Nosh. is t- like that. So, yeah, a little bit of everything. And, and we got a great vendor that does caramels. I mean, one of the – probably the best in the world, I think. I, yeah, exactly. The caramels is phenomenal, and so – Who can go wrong with good caramels? I don't think you can. She does have
1: coffee-flavored candies as well, but she's got the caramels, which she's – yeah. yeah.
2: Um,
0: Gosh, so many things that I want to ask about this. Let's just make sure we hit the reminder, 9 a.m. to 4. If you go to roserockhabitat.org, you can hit backslash coffee2024, but I'm sure you can find the link right there on the main page. But more than anything, it's an opportunity to get out and just enjoy a a family fun day, right? Yeah,
1: it's going to be a beautiful day. Maybe a little windy, but it's going to be about 80.
0: Um, since we got you here and we, we yeah. touched on it a little bit right spring cleaning I'm, right. No, I, I've, I've got a laundry list of, of to do's right. that was just sent to me while we were talking so I apologize I uh, do you
1: list oh
0: my gosh I've been out of town <laughs> for three weeks and all of a sudden I come back and apparently I've got to rebuild and clean out everything but um, if you're getting rid of furniture it, donation is a great way to to kind of get it off your hands right and you guys are are you still doing pickup too oh,
2: we, yeah. we right. are doing pickups uh, yeah so furniture building supplies housewares uh, decor pictures books um, pretty much everything except personal items. we don't take clothing or shoes we can't take used mattresses uh, if they're still in the plastic we'll take them but you know brand brand new uh, but yeah we take a little bit of everything if you can build it store it Shelve it, whatever we sell it, and <laughs> and, and likewise, like I know this commercial. this station reaches further. Uh, again, we got our store in Shawnee open now too, yeah. and so uh, we need donations out there because that community's uh, I think hungry for what we're bringing there to help support them. And uh, we, well, they need it. We yeah. need donations out there as well to. Because the better our store does, the more projects we can do and the more people we can help.
1: Yep, and we can still do recovery projects, which are still working out there right now. You know,
0: it's it's we we were talking about it before we went on the air. I wasn't aware you guys were out in Shawnee. That's that's really awesome. But that is still uh, – that's a community that needs a lot of help, isn't it? Yeah. And it's going to need it for a while, right, Randy? It is,
2: yep. Yeah. And I'm happy to say I just hired a new construction manager out there, and his primary focus is going to be taking care of those those little projects, and I say little, I mean they're they're going to be individual projects for somebody, but you know, fixing a hole in the roof or uh, replacing a water heater or something that mm-hmm. that is significant to just having a decent place to live. So. Um, Saturday, how do we get tickets out? What's the best way to get tickets to go enjoy
0: uh, coffee? I, I keep calling it the uh, coffee fest, but I think that would work. Uh, coffee, we, yeah. shorthand, we Like do coffee, coffee fest, fest baby. It Let's is. go. I no, love it. it.
1: It might turn into that. It's <laughs> That's what I call it. But yeah, so again, with, uh, as you said, our website, rose habitat.org it is on the main page at the top of the page this year we actually have family packs so it's oh, really nice. good again i keep uh, talking about the family so for two adults three kids over the age of five um to 17 is 30 dollars um so if you want to go that way good deal. um kids under f- five and under are free
2: and then come straight into the store and buy them too we sell them at the counter yes. so if you're there shopping just add it to your bill, and we'll, we'll oh. get you hooked up. So.
1: And if you're a loyalty member, which is free, oh. um, you get 10% off. So you can oh, that's nice. Because so, they're yeah. 10 bucks. So. For those that
0: aren't familiar with the Restore in Norman, Maine, and Barrie, is that still the best way to yep. tell people? Maine and Barrie, yep. Right fresh from the Norman High School. Oh, just, t- you know, make sure you don't time it around noon and you're good. Or because four. <laughs> or, four noon or four o'clock. o'clock. <laughs> yeah.
1: Don't try to leave work early. I, I can tell you, <laughs>
0: yes, yesterday, yesterday, you'll, you guys will appreciate this. I don't know what I was doing. I, I guess I was just playing around after work. So I, and I, next, next thing you know is I'm driving around down Main Street mm-hmm. at noon and I'm like, oh, this was not the best. But anytime <laughs> before or after that, Restore, baby. Right. Get yes. over there and check it out. Uh, sponsors, you guys want anyone want to make sure to thank before we let you get out of here, Randy? Any, uh, oh, well, let me
1: go through my right. list. Yeah, uh, no, take your time. Uh, TFCU, Tinker Federal Credit Union, G- uh, great uh, supporters. Yeah, they're so we'll have supporters. an ATM on site for us. Yes, so. That's, That's good. good. Uh, Jericho Pound, Keller Williams, um, State Farm, James Parker. Oh gosh, uh, Johnson Control. Um, you know what, Randy? Why don't you continue this with the back of my shirt? So <laughs> yeah. Oh, we see. OEC, oh, we see. Anderson, there you
2: go. First United Party Picks, Costco, Primrose uh, Appliances near me, Linehart Roofing. Uh, yeah, I, did, you Jerry, did. did you say yeah. Jerry? Yes, did you say Jerry Compound Realty? Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Hold on here. Yeah, Let yeah. me see. Got, lower left.
0: On. Who's out in the lower left corner uh, there to make neighbor, sure we mention? Neighbors Coffee. Neighbors Coffee. Okay. Aunt, Aunt <laughs>
2: Esther's. Uh, Stand up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Can you see this There's one more. Uh, social Butterfly Catering, oh, they're uh, Focal, great. Vocal, which is the art people, yep. which is going to be really good. Visit Norman. Uh, um, she own roofing. They're a great partners yeah. of ours. We love them. First so United, uh, got everybody. No, we
1: first don't United, have long enough back. Yeah, well done. It was great this year though that we offered. I don't know who on the committee thought it would be a great idea to um, add an, a sponsorship option for the vendors. So you heard some of mm-hmm. the coffee vendors. They're vendors as well, but they chose to to give a little bit more to be a sponsor. And I thought that was such a neat opportunity.
2: Yeah, and what I'd say, you know, what's really important about our, our our sponsors is they support us, so we encourage people to support them because your yeah. support of them makes it possible for them to support us.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, brilliant. I mean, that's just— to, <laughs> This to, is to, why I wanted to put
1: them on the back of the shirt. The, the last the last <laughs> minute is like, oh, who
0: else did I want to thank? Look at the back of my shirt. Before we let you go, Ren, is there anything else in, as far as a need right now? I know we've talked about, you know, going out and supporting the Come Arounds Coffee Festival this weekend. Learn more at org, but— volunteers, uh, any, anything in particular you're looking for inside the ReStore? How can we help
2: right now? Well, we sort of could use a couple more volunteers if, if people want to get involved in the coffee festival. Uh, we always have volunteer opportunities so they, again, you, you know, they go to the page and look up volunteer. There's a, a, a button at the top uh, the volunteer and they can do that. Uh, but one of the big things, and we'll probably come back on here and talk about this, mm-hmm. the one thing that we're kicking off is we're kicking off a capital campaign. Our our, our lease in our current store where you mentioned that is, is running out. And, uh, our, our need to serve the community keeps growing, and so we're in the process of building a brand-new store on the east side, uh, just south of Steel Gym. And so uh, pay attention to that. Listen for that because that's going to be a very big uh, ask for us to, to kind of get right. the community involved and to better serve the community through a, a brand-new restore that's going to have – even better options and serve even more people.
0: And you can build it in your vision of what you need, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. You know, some I'm, we're opening a new stadium this week in for OU Softball, right? Oh, that's right. right. yeah. And it's being built in the vision of what a coach, not, all right, we got to do this here and that here and I got to fit yeah. this here. You got the vision. You you got that. You'll be able to help fit needs and help your people too, right? Yeah. And the
2: beautiful thing is I I approached my staff, you know, the ones that work in the store and I said, What do you need to be successful? What do you need to make this work? I mean I, awesome. it wasn't just me deciding this, it was them. And so I'm I'm really trying to give my team, my staff, an opportunity to get by in and, and make a place that works for them, to make their jobs easier so they can better serve you, the public. RoseRockHabitat
0: Check out the website. The third annual Common Ground Coffee Festival, nine a to four at the Cleveland County Fairgrounds. Randy L. Thank you guys so much. Thank it's been you great. For having us. It was great
2: having you. Awesome <laughs> stuff.
0: Quick break. We'll come back. Get our top stories today. Next, right here on the Ref
3: did you miss one of our shows? Don't beat yourself up, because we've made it easy for you to beat that Ref Army FOMO. Catch up on shows and interviews you might have missed with the Ref Podcast page. Just go to kref.com and click on the podcast page. Or go check out your favorite podcast provider and search for KREF, the home of Suitor fans. Here for you 24-7, 365 at the KRF Podcast page. All
0: right, welcome back into the Plank Show. What an a little readjusting in studio. I wanted to make sure they had plenty of room. You want to, uh, your choice, Josh. Do you want to hustle through? I've got five good stories here for the top five stories today. Why not? Today. Let me say we go ahead and roll through them. And as always, the top five stories of the day as we hit them a little bit late, 11 22 on a Tuesday, brought to you by
3: Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Newcastle Casino,
0: I-44, exit 107, online at newcastlecasino.com. If you are just tuning in today, you missed our opening breakdown with head coach KJ Kindler, OU Women's Gymnastics, you missed Eric Edholm, from NFL.com telling us what he thought about one, Tyler Guyton. You also missed our conversation about the Coffee Fest, Coffee Festival that's coming to uh, the Cleveland County Fairgrounds this weekend. Well,
4: don't panic. There's a podcast.
0: Find it at kref.com or search KREF, however you consume podcasts. Time for the top five stories of the day brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Learn about all their great Deals, promotions, everything to help you at NewCastleCasino.com. I-44, exit 107. Story number five. Number five. I I just feel like if we do a little hat tip every so often to the hot topic of the week, day, month, whatever, we'll go ahead and take care of it before we get to the games, because heaven forbid we ever talk about the games anymore in the sports world, Josh. Yeah. That's That's how you know I'm truly becoming an old, is I'm like, why don't they talk about the games? Last night, these two things happened. Here is uh, a complete one-hour breakdown on what's wrong with court storming. Guys? Your thoughts. <laughs> I, I, I will have to say, there is a point, Josh, where you listen to someone say it, and you're like, calm down. Jay Billis, they should be arrested and punished to the furthest extent of the law. It's like, settle down, Beavis. Like, Arrested. What is going to happen is it's going to end up costing teams games if it continues, or there'll be charges that'll be filed, I'm sure.
4: If it escalates beyond where it's been, or if somebody gets seriously injured.
0: But for the most part, I'm here to tell you, I, I feel like this is one of those that everyone's going to forget about in a couple weeks. Yeah, it's... I feel like this is a story that everyone's real hot and bothered on, and then all of a sudden we'll have the next controversy, which is something a coach will say at the NFL Combine, and everyone will forget about it. Yeah. Except for John Shire, then everyone. At some point, like in two days, at some point it turns, and there'll be someone that says, "I don't understand why these coaches are crying about it." You know that that that's <laughs> going to happen at some point. We'll, you know, we'll
4: reverse pivot.
0: But it does appear as if the uh, conference commit. The conference – you okay? Was that me? No, that was Trevor. What the heck? I, I saw you turn, and then a cough happened, and I was like, you didn't just cough. Yeah, I know. <laughs> was it wasn't it? What has happened? Um, but, no, I, I just – I don't know where we're going with it. Everyone seems to be outraged by it, so we'll see what change happened. We had one top 25 game last night, and that ended with an incredible performance from one R.J. Davis – see if this is going to work. Today. Inbounded out to Davis, and he'll go to the center jump circle. Trying to get a screen from Washington. Hard hedge by O'Meara. Oh, my gosh. A long jump.
3: Oh, holy cow. A jump back three
4: from about Brevard on the state logo. <laughs> my man is just living it up. Who was that? Uh,
0: I think... Well, that's the voice of the Tar Heels. Is it still Durham? Are is he is he doing them? Is Woody still doing those games? Hold on, voice of North Carolina. He had
4: to have been distracted call. at the beginning of that call. Something was going on.
0: It says Jones,
4: Angle. He wasn't super dialed in. Whoa! Hey! Yeah! Whoa! Yeah! you got it.
0: The voice of the Tar Heels joins Jones Angel. Uh, okay. It like it caught him by surprise there a little bit, huh? Uh, anyway. North like, Carolina won. What did he call that jumper? A jump back jumper? A jump back jumper. And then he went really hyper-focused local because on the map that's at midcourt, he said the city to where he shot it from on the map at midcourt. Mm, I like it. R.J. Cool. Davis finished with 42 points. North Carolina won 75-71. But we had two games in the Big 12. 42? He had 42 last night. Yeah. It was incredible. Um Baylor beat TCU on the road, sixty-two to fifty-four. So they bounced back from that embarrassing performance against Houston, and then in overtime, somehow Kansas State is still on the bubble, and they kept their slim hopes alive with an overtime win over West Virginia. Did you watch that game? You know what? Were you following it at all? I, I was not because I I got the I saw some Twitters like this is crazy, this is wild. Way too late because I was tuned into TCU and Baylor. That's what I was watching.
4: Well, they had a massive lead and almost coughed the whole thing up. They did cough it up. K-State did? Yeah, K-State had like a 20-something point lead, and West Virginia was up three in the final two minutes. They forced it to overtime and won, but it was almost an all-time collapse versus a West Virginia team that entering last night was one of 13 teams in all of America that had not yet won on the road. (laughs)
0: Kansas State almost lost him. Tonight, you get a triple header in the Big 12. 6 o'clock on ESPN2. Cincinnati is at Houston. 7 o'clock tonight, BYU is at Kansas. And then, worth your time, 8 o'clock tonight, Texas at Texas Tech. Um, we'll get the update on what Joe Lenardi had to say in his bracketology coming up uh, a little bit after uh, the bottom of the hour. Big story number four. Number four. Oh. NBA tonight, Oklahoma City back in action. They take on. Houston, but it's a game that doesn't tip off until 9 p.m. Nine. Meanwhile, last night, the refs admitted a mistake in the Knicks' 113-111 win over the Pistons. Uh, They missed a call with 8.5 seconds left when Dante DiVincenzo literally took out Osler Thompson. I was watching part of this, too. I mean, Josh, he took him out. I took him out. And the refs are like, Play on. Play on. I, don't, I ain't see no foul. 113-111. All right, big story number three. Number three. Oh. I You usually get a little bit of juice from some of the combine press conferences, but right now, kind of quiet, Josh. Nothing really too good.
4: Nothing earth-shattering, huh?
0: Um. Or at least uh, the aggregators have not found it. Oh, they'll find something here soon. Got to. This was, this was the big aggregated story yesterday that Russell Wilson still wants to win a ring.
3: I got more fire than ever, honestly, especially over the past two years of what I've gone through. Whether if it's in Denver or somewhere else, I, I hope it's in Denver. You know, I hope I get to finish there. I, I committed there. I wanted to be there. You know, I want to be there. For me, it's about winning. Over the next five years, I want to win, too.
0: Which led to a great tweet from Jeff Schwartz. He said, in the next five years, I want to win two Super Bowls, to which, which Schwartz tweeted, what are you going to go be the backup to Patrick Mahomes?
4: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he bodied him.
0: Um. Oh, but there is a little bit of breaking news All right, from the combine this morning. So we are wondering what the timeline might be for the Bears to make a decision. Ryan Pohl said today that – which, by the way um, – this would make me so mad if I was a fan of the Bears. If your general manager says we don't have a master plan right now. It's like, what? But I guess maybe if you fine-tune it from the headline. Ryan Pohl said that he has no master plan to reveal at the Combine, but understands the weight of the uncertainty on Justin Fields and wants to move as quickly as possible. I mean, I, I hate to be that guy, but you really don't have You're in no rush whatsoever. But if you want to do right by Justin Fields, then okay. But he's not a free agent. He doesn't get to pick where he goes. You're going to trade him to whomever gives you the best offer, right? I mean. Indeed. uh, I will say this. I think you guys know me well enough. If we go down the road, I want to do it right by Justin as well. No, you don't. No, no, that's (laughs) that's just something you said. No, you don't. Just be honest. I mean. If the Atlanta Falcons call you and offer you a second-round pick and Justin Fields is like, I want to go to Atlanta, and the Raiders call and offer you a first-round pick. All right, well, have fun in Vegas. Enjoy Vegas. I mean, just stop. Stop <laughs> right. being – we want to do right by him. No, you don't. We,
4: and- <laughs> they Well, they left off the second half of the thought, assuming that it works out well for us. Right,
0: exactly. Meanwhile, uh, Sean Payton did say, say today the decision on Russell Wilson will be made uh, in the next week. Next Tuesday or Wednesday, we'll be in meetings with ownership. I expect we're going to know fairly quickly. I said it at the Super Bowl, but more specifically, somewhere in the neighborhood of next week and laid out all the factors. So.
4: Well, doesn't, doesn't some of that depend on what happens in the draft?
0: You would assume. You would assume. I mean, what if, what if they go to ownership and ownership's like, yeah, we're not buying him out of his contract. You're going to make this work. We're paying you X amount of dollars. You will make this work. Which could happen for a year. For a year, right?
4: What does what his uh, next oh, little bit of the contract look like? It,
0: it's significant, dude. It is one of those that. It, oh, you've you beaten me to it. it. It's one of those that, if you look at, I want to say the dead cap it this season. This season is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's
4: eighty-five million dollars. Right. dead cap.
0: So you can't you can't take that kind of hit. But can't. then the
4: in twenty-five, the dead cap's forty-nine point six million. Right.
0: Hmm.
4: I don't know, dude. And the cap hit, though, is uh, is actually worse next year. Do
0: you know, I would almost think you're going to have to – if you're going to trade Russell Wilson, you're probably going to have to include a third-round pick for someone to take on that contract. If not – I don't think a second-rounder, but you're definitely going to have to include a pick.
4: So, can you help me make sense of this? Go ahead. If uh, they find a suitable trade partner. Right. Denver absorbs a thirty five point four million dollar cap hit this season. Is That's that correct? Right. That's right. Now,
0: uh, the if, team that takes him on then can renegotiate his contract. If
4: they were to say cut him, which they you know they're not going to you and think right, it'd be eighty five million. Is that That's correct? Right.
0: That's my understanding. That's the dead cap. Dead cap means you cut them. Okay. This is where somebody is on the text line. Called, That's not necessarily true. Morons. It is. All right. Uh, big story number two. Number, Number 2. two. Oh. Jen Rocha will join us on the show tomorrow at 9:30 a.m. But we are in a non-stop never-ending place to remind you, Josh, patience. Patience. We we had multiple reminders that were sent out yesterday about just how challenging this weekend's going to be. Um and I and I don't mean it to try to be smarmy or be a smart aleck. It's just it's a it's a massive deal. It's a big event, and it's just it's not a hundred percent ready. Here was the pitch. Oh, here's a couple of things. First, the dedication ceremony will take place outside the main stadium at eleven AM season ticket holders, and the public are welcome to attend. The event is standing room only on the south side of the stadium that's off Imhoff Road. Following the ceremony, stadium gates will open to fans who hold tickets for the 2 p.m. home opener. But I I do want to remind you, it's going to be a process. So we're going to, if you are there attending and you're like one of the fans, it's not, among the dignitaries. It might take just a second to get you in. So, what's my key word, Josh? Patience. Um, after, the, after the ceremony, the first thousand fans will receive a commemorative Loves Field softball, and Imhoff Road will close on game day from Jenkins to Asp, starting three hours before first pitch. And this reminder as well. Weather impacts throughout Love's Field construction resulted in some unavoidable delays. Throughout the remainder of the 2024 season, OU will be applying finishing touches to the stadium and team facilities, which will finalize at some point, hopefully this season. Anything else we need to add on here? Most of it, I think, is pretty pretty known stuff. All tickets are digital.
4: It's going to be stinking awesome.
0: It's going to be amazing. It really truly is, but it's just it's there's there's a little work to do.
4: Yeah, well, they tried I mean they worked as hard as they could to sprint to the finish line and it just in some ways was not even really realistic, but they they came close, man.
0: Oh, absolutely. You uh you going to get to go at all? Oh, you're in Vegas, never mind. Maybe Mentally next. Mentally I'll be there, never yeah. Mind. Okay. All right, big story number 1, number
3: 1. Number- Number one.
0: I will. Uh, I will be in attendance
4: vicariously through okay. you, and I will uh, eagerly anticipate your little sixty-second update that maybe you can send over to me.
0: Have I ever hit sixty on those? They're usually well, like more 90. is better. Okay, All right. more is better. I did send Toby like a two thirty. I I taped one for you, and it was two minutes and thirty seconds. And I was like, yeah. Probably
4: it's sometimes it's hard to be brief
0: yeah, especially when you get going and you're talking about like great plays and 65 game winning streaks, yeah uh, you one cut is fine. okay everybody knows the rules. One cut. Big story number one. Bill Connolly speaking our language people, that nerd. the top quarterbacks since 2000, his list has been released. Oh thank goodness we've been
4: anxiously waiting.
0: There's a sooner at number one. Okay. there's in fact, there's two Sooners in the top 10, three in the top 15 since 2000, since 2000. And I there's four. I think every Sooner who started is since 2000 is on this list outside of Landry. Kyler Murray, number one. No, Landry's on this list, too. Uh, No. Baker Mayfield, number one. Baker Mayfield, number one on this list. This is the top 80 quarterbacks. Of the 2000s. Do you get uh, bonus points
4: for longevity?
0: You know what? I didn't...
4: Let... If if they could only have Kyler's Heisman season, would he have done better, I guess?
0: Probably. Um, I did this list perfectly, and you won't find a single ranking to complain about. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, that's
1: pretty funny.
0: Um. Everything we thought about evolving quarterback play as we watched Michael Vick and Drew Brees and the wonders of the Mike Leach offense. So basically, basically it doesn't seem as if there is necessarily a statistical formula for this. But here are the Sooners that were on the list. Why? Because we always need a little football talk in the middle uh, or in the early parts of March. In fact, I guess you could say there is even another OU quarterback that's on this list too. So here we go. You ready? Number one, Baker Mayfield. Just followed in the top five by Cam Newton, number two, Vince Young, three, Tim Tebow, four, and Joe Burrow, number five. Uh, Deshaun Watson, or as some of you might refer to him as, Deshaun Watson was at number six. And Josh Kyler Murray is there at number seven. You scroll down a little bit more to find the next sooner, which is Sam Bradford at 15. Bradford is ahead of Kellen Moore. I'm sorry, is ahead of Jameis Winston, but behind Kellen Moore. I'm interested. Caleb Williams comes in at number 23. Jalen Hurts at 27. And there's Jason White at 36. Top 80 quarterbacks. Landry Hmm. Jones at 43. Uh, Landry Jones' is spot behind Mac Jones, his younger brother, uh, and ahead of Alex Smith. They're not related, by the way. And I think that's it for Oklahoma quarterbacks. Pretty impressive showing. Yeah, right?
4: I mean, it's not something that is particularly shocking, but it does – Represent well Oklahoma's lineage of quarterbacks since the year two thousand.
0: Um, like Patrick Mahomes is sixty first on this list, just to kind of give you an idea of what is. Yeah, he was not great like. in college. So there you have it. Our top five stories of the day end with a little football twist. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino, right here on the home of Sooner fans.
3: Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more.
0: I mean, everyone's got to do the drums on that, right? I mean, Everybody. This
4: uh, Carry On My Wayward Son has to be one of the most iconic songs sure. of all time. Sure.
0: Dust in the Wind is up there pretty high. Whenever, Thank you, Will Ferrell. Whenever I turned um, 21, I want to say maybe 20, I went back home for the summer. It was the last time I went home for the summer. And my best friend, Mike, uh, Mike Redmond was like, hey, we're going to go to a concert down on the waterfront. And I want to make this very clear the waterfront in wood river and alton illinois josh is not necessarily the most hopping place on the Mm. planet and uh i'm like well who's playing it's like i don't know there's supposed to be some big fan or some big band and when i found out it was kansas dude you were pumped first of all i wondered where did things go wrong for kansas that they're having to play the alton (laughs) alton fourth of july festival just the nature of things (laughs) But yes, iconic. To the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, chapstick. now we gotta go back a little bit. OU John in the nine one eight had sent a text in that said his uh his he's got concerns. He feels like there's too many ifs, ifs, Josh Helmer, whenever it comes to the Sooners, right? Yes. Um, Amongst those 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 ifs that he sent, you know, was if the defense doesn't fall apart, if they play better on the road, so on and so forth. Chapstick writes, there was a lot of ifs, but isn't that the nature of college sports in general? Always a lot of turnover. That's college football now, baby. That's life. Bro, I'm going to need... It's not as bad as it was last year, but I'm still going to really need that program to understand who's whom in 2024 whenever we're going out for the spring game. I'm going to need that roster on me at all times. And then Chapstick Ads. I've been frustrated by the Love's Field schedule mostly because it was an unrealistic timeline from the beginning. I think it'll be intimidating when it's done, and even more so when they put permanent bleachers in the outfield. Yeah, I mean, it's, but it's also one of those situations to where if he can play on it, play on it, right? I mean, don't, you know, Mark Davis, whenever the Raiders, whenever Allegiant Stadium opened, he didn't want the Raiders playing in it until it was completely done, right? He didn't want, and he also didn't want a year where they were playing in, I don't know. What was the stadium that the UNLV Rebels played in? He didn't want them playing at UNLV unless they were playing at Allegiant Stadium. It seems like in this instance, Oklahoma's like, we just we want to get in there. Let's go. Let's go. We'll we'll work through it. Our fans will work through it. So I don't disagree that it might have been an unrealistic timeline, but we're in it. Let's go. Let's make the most of it. Um from the nine one eight. It would be tragic to change college football into an NFL developmental league by forcing college football teams to run pro-style offenses. Agreed. Right, Josh? Agreed. Yeah, we like college football being college football. I think we're already trying to be too NFL-y. And before we get – yeah, Ms. R asked about concessions. I mean, from everything I've seen here, it's like concessions will be open and rolling. The the other question I would have for
4: Kurt Warner is go ahead. How much college film has he spent time dissecting in the past? I mean, is this something he's done every year, or Good is point. he just doing this now and he's realizing that there are yes, indeed, some differences between NFL quarterbacks and college quarterbacks?
0: Um, true. I'm sorry, I'm turning it to Ted here late in this show. Mark for me to rice, Jason White should be up higher on that list. Monster truck guy, I love when you play the elites entrance music. And Jane Tulsa writes, Dust in the Wind, the most played funeral song in history. Is it really?
4: Thank you, Will Farrell. For
0: 80s. Oh, that's right. Oh, gosh, I'm so dumb. I'm, I completely missed the movie reference. I'm an idiot. You said that earlier, too, didn't you? You're my boy, I'm Blue. Sorry. You're my boy, Blue. Oh, you saw. Oh, and uh, Sleepy Sooner. Oh, you saw, Sof- but has to play in the new stadium. Other teams will be playing in Marita Hines at the same time. Yeah, I'm, yeah we got the tournament going. I think Tulsa's playing Liberty. True Sooner, put a wrap on this segment for me in this show before we get to final thoughts. What's going on, True?
5: Are those temporary bleachers out there? That's where my seats are. Are they temporary? I thought they were were all –
0: Everything in the outfield looked like they were done, but, again, I'm not – Like I said, I haven't been in there. They haven't allowed me that. I've just been kind of looking from afar. I might drive by it on the way home here just to double check.
5: Pictures I've seen, it looks like the seats are all done. I don't know what they're talking about, temporary bleachers. I don't think those are temporary bleachers. You know what, true?
0: we're about to yeah. find out.
5: Yeah, I just, I just think they're above, you know. But mm-hmm. hey, Mark Davis wouldn't even go into Allegiant. The whole first year, he wouldn't even go in there until the fans. Oh, that's go. right.
0: Remember, twenty twenty, they wouldn't let the fans yeah. in, and he was like, yeah. "Well, I'm not, I'm not going in either."
5: So I got a quick question. This sure. is totally off. This is totally off the off off your rails today. <laughs> but drinkowitz, okay. Is is there a possibility? I don't know if you if you if you've seen his or heard his latest stuff. He's talking about uh, the Missouri head coach. Um, is there a possibility Missouri could turn out being one of those sleepy uh, rivals that we're not considering right now down the road? Um, just you know, we all think it's going to be Alabama and Georgia and LSU and all this, but. You know, he was bragging a little bit about – lately he was bragging a little bit about taking Green from Oklahoma and some of the comments he's made. And, the fact, and, and just the fact that Missouri is so much better now, and it looks like they're going to stick around for a while.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, is there
5: a possibility this may be one of OU's bigger rivalries that we're not considering?
0: Ooh, okay, true. This is a heck of a conversation for okay. people that get really mad about anything Eli Drinkwitz does because I – yeah, thanks for the call, buddy – 'Cause I think he's a clown and I think he's gonna be out of work in two years. So I'm kind of every oh, time you think he's done soon. Yeah, I think I think he's a clown. That this
4: was the high water. I think or...
0: I think Missouri reached its peak. And I like I mean, listen, I like listening to him talk his talk. I really do. And Missouri as a state has done things to make it easier for them.
4: I but I, I think I, I'm not clown. gonna say no, but I need more information.
0: Quick break, we'll put a wrap with final thoughts next on the ref.
3: This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Final thoughts brought to you by
0: Primrose Funeral Services. Pre-plan your memorial. PrimroseFuneralService.com I don't quite have as scintillating of a final thought today as I did yesterday. Good feedback, by the way. Absolutely zero people thought that that I should pick up the phone and say that wasn't me. (laughs) Tara Henry. By the way, that stank you might have smelled on Friday night, that wasn't me. You still think that's the right call, right? She might be in town this weekend. Yeah, I, I think you just okay. let it lie. Let
4: your track record speak for itself moving forward.
0: Dateline Wendy's. Wendy's recently revealed in an earnings call <laughs> that part of its $20 million investment in new digital menu boards at its U.S. restaurants, it will allow them to change prices based on demand. You heard it right. Ah. Wendy's going with surge pricing. Few details were released, but Wendy's CEO, Kirk Tanner, sounds like an FBI agent, said the new menus will let the fast food chain test more enhanced features like dynamic pricing and day part offerings, along with AI-enabled menu changes and suggestive selling.
4: So they're going to take us for every last penny, what we like here.
0: hmm we expect our digital menu boards will drive immediate business to order accuracy, improve crew experience and sales growth from upselling, and consistent merchandising execution.
4: Well, that that basically means that here's your new
0: uh, next thing in fast food. I mean, probably. all they really have to do is ask me if I want fries with that. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Done. All right, Steelman and Thune is not next. It's Parker Thune right here on The Ref. Have a great rest of your Tuesday.